Welcome back to the Beyond Macros podcast. We are the Sustainable Transformation Nutrition Coaches, and our show will help you get leaner and perform better with episodes about nutrition, recovery, and the all-important art of inner work. Today's episode originally aired last year after the once legendary CrossFit Regionals. It's an amazing story about how one of my clients, Tim Mustin, turned his life around and went from living on the streets to being a regionals athlete in just two years' time. I wanted to re-release this episode as a little inspiration for you to listen to on the way to the gym to complete Open Workout 19.4. This isn't a story about competing in CrossFit so much as it's a story about how doing the inner work first helped Tim become the athlete and the man he is today. And just a heads up that the open is inevitably the time of year that my calendar gets booked up with initial calls and the wait list goes up because we hit our one-on-one coaching capacity heading into the summer. If you're ready to make the change, go to beyondmacros.com slash call to set up your initial call with me to learn more and get started. And here's Tim to talk about his experience working with a Beyond Macros coach. I love food. I absolutely love food. And I love ice cream. Those are my downfalls. When I started getting more serious about CrossFit, and I started, you know, after regionals in 2017 on the team, I kind of knew in order to get to where I wanted to be that I was going to need some some help as far as this nutrition thing because I see people, athletes, you know, doing the macros, eating all the good food. It's not that I was eating, you know, bad food training training for regionals that year or anything like that I just you know I didn't know how much of what was going into my body and I didn't know how much I was you know putting out there as as far as energy burning calories and things like that and I realized that I needed to kind of be on top of that and I, I knew that I needed some accountability you know, because left to my own vices, I mean, a pint of Ben and Jerry's in my bed at night. You and I started to work together. You were really, really excited about working with me. And, and that was really cool to, to, you know, have somebody be super excited to work with somebody on, on that level. And uh, we started working together. Things were a little difficult at first. I had to start playing and measuring the food and, you know, hitting all those numbers. It took a little while for me to, to find the right foods. And, and to find the right, you know, macros that I needed to hit in order to to get stronger and, and everything like that. And, you know, definitely leading up to um, competitions and everything, it's it's really good to be able to, you know, have that extra accountability, you know, because you yourself, you know exactly what you need to be doing. You know, you're a, a regional competitor yourself. And you know everything about the food inside and out and all the energy that it gives. And, and stuff like that and how it's going to affect recovery and and all these things and endurance and, and everything so that was you know super super helpful leading up into competition and, and leading up into those big days um, and definitely how to fuel during competition you know I'm, I'm not somebody who's going to eat a meal in between workouts but just being able to you know num- know those numbers that I need to get in in between it just kind of it took the workout, you know, it, it took that, you know, extra time and effort for me to figure out what I needed. It was kind of, it, it was just all there. You made it so easy and accessible. You know, you just put these things right in front of me and, and now I'm, you know, now I just have to do, you know, exactly what's right here and, 
and it's just kind of like mindless in a, in a sense you know it's like all right i'm just gonna look at my sheet what to eat or you know look at my phone and how many carbs i need to get in after this workout uh, stuff like that so it just it, it just really made it just easy and convenient um you know i i definitely have to credit my performance and and a lot of my, you know, gains to the nutrition side of things because you can't really outwork a shitty diet. Um, I'm sure you know that 100%. So, um, no, I, I, I think I think working working with you guys, you and, and Beyond Macros over the last you know year and a half is has taken my performance to the next level. You just heard Tim Muschin, one of my personal clients and an absolute beast of an athlete. Tim's a man who's done the deep work on himself, and he's making a real difference in the lives of hundreds of people in his community. He placed ninth in the Open last year and pulled out an amazing sixth place finish on the Triple Three event as an individual at the Atlantic Regional last year. And for an endurance-based event, the guy's 225. The fact that he pulled off sixth place is insane. So Tim, he's a guy who loves life. He trains hard in a gym full of his best friends and role models, and he gets out fishing on a regular basis. But things weren't always this way and so cheery for Tim. His sobriety date is September 14th, 2015. Tim is an addict in long-term recovery, and you might think that this is a story about how CrossFit saved him, but it's not. In fact, Tim admits CrossFit may have been the thing keeping him from staying sober. I would get into a CrossFit gym, say, a few days after I would get out of treatment. And like I said, I wasn't working any type of program and I wasn't you know, going to meetings or, or anything like that. So when I got out and I would go to CrossFit, I would just try to basically make CrossFit my recovery and, and have that my way as a as like my way to stay sober and use that as a way to stay sober so i kind of just you know threw myself all in in the gym was there all the time was there as much as i could but you know i can work on myself physically all day long and and you know see great results and everything but when you're talking about somebody like me i need to be working on myself like the things you know what's what's in between my ears i need, i need to be working on with with what's going on in, in my life and, and those feelings and those emotions and everything so i i i didn't again at that time i didn't want to do those things i just wanted to you know lift weights and have fun and, and do all this stuff so because of that because i put crossfit before my recovery back then that was the first thing that i lost you know, because the, the minute that I started using drugs again at, at any point during those times of, you know, my sobriety stints, you know, I, I wouldn't go to the CrossFit gym because I'd be all messed up, you know. So that was, you know, we say anything that you put in, in front of your recovery, you're going to lose that first. Every time that I got sober, I'd throw myself into the CrossFit gym and that was the first thing that I lost. And then everything just kind of trickled down, you know, is that effect of just like, all right, no more gym, no more money. All right, I'm back at treatment. Right now, Tim actually runs an organization called Temperance Training, which hosts free workouts for anyone sober longer than 24 hours at CrossFit Hype down in Boca Raton, Florida. And 
you might hear that and think, if CrossFit slowed Tim's recovery, why would he think that this organization helps? And Tim will answer that in a moment. But first, understanding his struggle with addiction and eventual path to long-term recovery is a key piece of this story. It all started with Oxycontin. Within a few months of popping his first pill, he tried heroin for the first time. At which point he says his sole purpose in life became finding the next high. It led him to lie, cheat, and steal, which went against the morals he was raised with. And he knew it was time to get help. Shortly after I started using heroin, it was it was the next spring. And so it was the spring of 2014, and I went into rehab for the first time. And, and uh, you know, I went through those withdrawals, and I went through that, that 30-day treatment center. And, and at the time, I was 20 years old. I was, I was 21. And, you know, it was kind of hard for me to take in that I wasn't ever supposed to use drugs or alcohol again in my life. That was just not something, you know, at that young that I wanted to, to agree with. I didn't think that, you know, I necessarily had a problem. I, I, I more so thought that it was just a phase. So after getting out of that, I decided you know, that I kind of needed to experiment a little bit more, I guess you could say. And that just, again, I kind of landed myself right back into the same position that I was in, you know, a few days before I went into treatment where, uh, again, I was, I was hooked on opiates and, and that was just kind of that cycle that started occurring. I would go to treatment I would get out. I still didn't think that I had a problem. I still thought that it was just a phase. I didn't, I didn't try to work any type of program. I didn't, really take any suggestions that other people were giving me and, and I didn't and, and that's just because I thought I was this you know big big strong guy that, that didn't need other people's help that I could do things my way you know I'm gonna run my own program and, and when it in reality my program was awful I mean my program my program led me back to the same exact thing within you know five or six hours it was it was it was absolute insanity so in 2015, I went to Colorado and I went to a treatment center out there and we, you know, we were very lucky to be able to be so close to mountains that we were going snowboarding. We were, we were going mountain biking and, and all these things. And I, and I really did, you know, kind of learn again, how to have fun and sobriety. And I kind of learned to kind of just be like a regular person again. But the thing that I did not, fully grasp onto was was that program and finding a solution you know it wasn't so much the drugs and alcohol that were the problem it was me and my way of thinking so i had you know at that time i didn't realize that and i didn't know that i had to put in or not that i didn't know i, I wasn't willing to put in the extra work to to work on myself to work on the way that i think to fully have this kind of psychic change that needed to occur in order for me to, to continue to stay sober. And because Tim hadn't given himself the space to do the self-work necessary to stay sober, he ended up back in the streets. But this time it was worse. When you relapse, you pick up where you left off. Unfortunately, I had to go through a few things that, you know, I, I don't wish on my worst enemy. It's nobody wants to be homeless in Colorado really with no contact with, with family or friends or anything like that. 
and at rock bottom. Tim had a moment of clarity through the haze. But I had this realization that no longer did I want to get clean and sober because other people wanted me to, you know, I wanted to get clean and sober because I wanted to, and I wanted to do something with my life. I didn't want to continue doing what I was doing because it was just no fun. So I finally got a hold of my parents and they gave me one last shot and they, they sent me off to Florida to a treatment center. And that was on September 14th of 2015. That's, that's my sobriety date. When Tim finally did walk through the doors of a CrossFit gym after getting sober, that was a very important time in his recovery. It's when he found a role model, a sponsor, a program, and a community. You know, when I got to Florida this time, I said, you know, because I was taking suggestions, and my thing was I'm not going to step inside a CrossFit gym until I finish the steps, until I start working with other people, and, and really until I get my life in order so that I can build a solid foundation and, you know, just enjoy CrossFit for what it is, but but really focus on myself, focus on my sobriety and all those things. And, and you know, in turn, I get to I get to work out all the time now. And, and that's because I put other things in front of CrossFit, like my sobriety, so I can, in turn, continue to do CrossFit and continue to do the things that I love. When Tim finally did walk through the doors of a CrossFit gym after getting sober, that was a very important time in his recovery. It's when he found a role model, a sponsor, a program, and a community. I walked into the gym and I think I came in a few weeks before the open in 2016. And uh, I was still smoking like a pack or two of cigarettes a day. It was, it was just crazy. And this guy's got this big beard, you know, just super high energy. And I'm just like, man, this guy's like, and he, and he was hilarious. And shortly thereafter, I found out that he's in the program and, and I see what he's doing inside of the gym, but then I see what he's doing outside of the gym. And I'm like, man, I, I want that guy to help me out. I, I want to be, I want to be in with him and I, and I want to build a relationship with him. So shortly thereafter, I asked him to be my sponsor, and take me through all the necessary work and and ever since then, our relationship has blossomed into, into something so amazing. Again, like you said, we, we founded Temperance Training. And in this story is the secret to his organization, Temperance Training's success. People come in for the workout and they find role models who are doing the inner work outside of the gym. Basically, what we do at Temperance Training is, is more so we lead by example. So we'll have these people in here. We'll have, you know, somebody in here working out. And, you know, I think we've grown such a strong community down here that you come into Temperance Training, you take a class, you see these people, but then you also know that these people aren't just in here every day working out all the time. They're outside of the gym, putting in the work, putting in the community, helping other people out, going to meetings, you know, doing the, doing the, doing the next right thing day in and day out. And I think with an entire community of people like that, when we have somebody new come in, they're like, Oh man, I want to do this. And like, I want to be, you know, just like this person. And I want to do these things that this person is doing. And then they shortly realize that, yeah, this person's in here at the gym, crushing it every day, but it's not so much about what they're doing. You know, we have, we have classes from 1 to 2 p.m. right at, at the gym. So 
it's not so much about what they're doing from 1 to 2 p.m. It's what they're doing from 2 p.m. to 1 p.m. the next day. And that that's something that people shortly realize. It's like, yeah, you know, again, we're in here and we're doing the work, we're putting in the work. But take a look of, you know, take a look at us outside of the gym and, and look what we're doing, you know, not only for ourselves, but but trying to do for other people. And, you know, if somebody's really willing and, and somebody really wants this thing, they're going to see those things and they're just going to kind of attach themselves to that. And that's what we're trying to do for the most part, you know, is, is bring these people in, taking them through workouts. But, you know, again, what we're trying to do is just grow our community not just here in the gym, but just in general, you know, these people that are coming into our classes, you know, I'm now seeing them every day. I'm now hanging out with them outside the gym. We're doing stuff. We're going to meetings. We're, we're doing stuff together. You know, we're, we're going fishing. We're doing all sorts of other things. And it just grows that, that sense of community. And it just grows that, that, you know, brotherhood and that, that, that sense of belonging to, to so many people. And I think that's the real great thing about temperance training is, yeah, you know, we do free classes for anybody, you know, we do free CrossFit classes for anybody in recovery. And that's amazing. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, in my opinion, the mind, body and spirit. I just thought this part was worth repeating. It's not so much about what they're doing from 1 to 2 p.m. It's what they're doing from 2 p.m. to 1 p.m. the next day. It's the 23 hours they're not at CrossFit class where the inner work occurs. And there are tons of great role models doing that work within the temperance training community. Now that you know the struggles Tim has been through and how he has come out the other end a stronger man in service to others. Are you ready to hear his climb from addiction to top 10 finish in the open, a podium spot at Wadapalooza, and a fantastic regionals finish just two years later? Here it goes. So I actually did the open in 2016. Like I said, I came in a few weeks before. I was still smoking cigarettes and I was still, you know, chewing tobacco or something like that. I had been sober for four or five months, but you know, I still wasn't the healthiest of, of you know, individuals that was at the gym. So I came in and, and I actually ended up 196th place that year, 2016. And after that finish, Tim started to buckle down. He started following CrossFit Hype's competitive program called Athletic Volume, and he was asked to coach. He jumped on the opportunity, and surprisingly, Tim actually earned his CrossFit Level 1, Level 2, and CrossFit football certifications throughout his active addiction. So he was ready to coach. By the open of 2017, you know, a few good workouts, 17.3 with the snatches wasn't my... uh wasn't my cup of tea. I don't have the best overhead mobility. And so those squat snatches were a little difficult for me, but uh, ended up placing 33rd in the, in the open. And because of my performance, I was asked to, you know, because of my performance and, and the other people's in the gym, um, we actually placed like fifth as a team in the open. Uh, so, you know, we were invited to regionals and, and that was kind of the next step. Tim had such an amazing time at regionals on the team, he knew he wanted to qualify as an individual the following season. That's when he started hammering his weaknesses, and that's about the time that we started working together. Nutrition was a weakness of his. Tim was not going to leave any stone unturned in his quest, and it paid off. So going into the Open of, of 2018, started out the first 
the first week with a uh, with a number one in the region, and I was like, "All right, man, it's on. Like, it's it's time to go. I'm going to make this happen." And so, just week by week, you know, things kind of went my way. There was, you know, I, I forget the workout, the the muscle ups, the double unders. That was, I think, my worst my worst finish. <laughs> Um, this year, but I was able to to pull away with a ninth place overall in the uh, in the open, and, and you know I was absolutely stoked on that. That was you know one of the coolest things ever. Just just knowing that all that hard work that I put in paid off. So now it was time to get ready for regionals. Kind of realized that I was going to be you know going up against those guys that I started CrossFit. You know, watching these guys on YouTube, you know, I, I realized that I'd be going, you know, in the same in the same uh, competition as them, and, and you know, that was that was like a really big drive, you know, for me to to continue training and to continue to get better and better. And I realized that I needed to get a lot better at handstand walks in a short period of time. So that was something that I was doing all the time, um, just walking on my hands and. Oh man. So that was, that was really cool. Like the training that I was doing up until, up until regionals. And Tim's regionals is highlighted by the highs and the lows. It started high with an incredible finish on the triple three for a guy who weighed in at 225 that day. Started off with a triple three, took sixth place in that. Beat Noah Olsen, run into the, run into the pylon. That was really cool. Like, like we were running. And I saw his lady come up and like move his pylon and then mine would be following just like really, really just right after his. And so I knew I needed to start running faster and, and like our ladies were like running at the pylon at the same time now to like advance them. And then mine was like slightly ahead of his. And then I just started going all out. Um, and it was, it was a, you know, a foot race getting off the, the runner to the pylon. For that first one, it was, it was a very cool experience for me. And the real highlight of the weekend happened during Tim's worst event finish of the weekend. And then, you know, event three, they asked me to walk upstairs and down a ramp on my hands. I knew that was coming and I knew that that was going to be, you know, the most difficult event for me for the weekend. So I, you know, I didn't get frustrated. I didn't get upset. I kind of took it for what it was. And, and honestly, I think I enjoyed that event the most, you know, just because I, 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 I had plenty of time to, to think while I was out there on the floor, you know, um, not getting up the ramp and just kind of trying and trying over and over again. And, you know, I was the last, uh, I wasn't the last one out on the floor, but me and another guy were out there on the floor and, you know, everybody was watching us. Nobody was watching, you know, the guys that had finished or whatnot. Every, all the eyes were on me and I was just, you know, I was smiling. I was having a good time. And it was just a moment for me to kind of really realize what I was doing, what, you know, what I had trained for and, uh, you know, all those things that I, that I went through in order to get to where I was right then. So, for me, that was like the highlight of the weekend, just kind of having that that moment where I was like, this is why I'm doing this. And this is this is why all this hard work is, you know, is paying off because I'm right where I want to be. I hope you enjoyed listening or re-listening to this episode. Make sure you give Tim and Temperance Training a follow. 
If you enjoyed the episode, share it with someone who it will inspire or share it on social media with us tagged to start a conversation. And if you're ready to make a big change in your life, make sure to set up a call with me at beyondmacros.com slash call so I can get to know you and so I can help figure out which coaching option and which of our coaches is the best fit for you. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to seeing you again next week with an episode featuring Scott McGee, formerly the professional good guy on the Wadcast podcast and now the host of his own show, The Sisu Way. We will talk deep inner work philosophy about how strength is a choice and how your mind can either be a parasite or a tool. So make sure you're subscribed. Much love.